0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Payne.tv slash gold. Let's move on here, folks, to paragraph 178. Says, whatever else may be the case, it is certain that technology is creating for human beings a new physical and social environment radically different from the spectrum of environments to which natural selection has adapted the human race physically and psychologically. And this is why Dennis Bushnell, chief scientist of NASA and other of these technocratic transhumanist weirdos talk about the human evolution of humans. They are proud of that. They wanna grab hold of the evolution of humanity. But what gives them the right, what gives them the right to engineer our evolution? Did you consent to this? Are you proud of the fact that there are certain men who have deemed themselves the gods of this era who are gonna engineer? our future, are going to engineer our evolution? Well, they say that they have the power. That's what Yuval Noah Harari and others have said. Those who control the data are the gods of the new era. Just think about that, folks, because this is who we're turning power over to. goes on to say, if man is not adjusted to this new environment by being artificially re-engineered, then he will be adapted to it through a long and painful process of natural selection. The former is far more likely than the latter 179 it would be better to dump the whole stinking system and take the consequences so the author is saying after all that folks I'd rather take the risk, that's what he's saying. We'd rather take the risk of dumping the whole technological system and dealing with the consequences of that than allowing the system to grow and you to be biologically and psychologically engineered to fit inside of the system. Because that is going to lead to the eventual extinction of humanity and the natural world altogether. We're entering a new section here called strategy. This is paragraph 180. The technophiles are taking us all on an utterly reckless ride into the unknown. Many people understand something of what technological progress is doing to us, yet take a passive attitude toward it because they think it is inevitable. But we, FC, that's his organization, don't think it is inevitable. We think it can be stopped. And we will give here some indications of how to go about stopping it. All right, so he's going to get into some of the ways that he believes the system could be stopped. He does not believe it's inevitable to stop the system. Now, myself personally... I think you have to separate the two ideas. I believe, uh, especially looking back here to 90, uh, 1995, 28 years ago, of this author's assessment, and then where we are uh, 28 years later, and looking into his prediction that the system could break apart and fall between 40 years and 100 years, so we'd have 12 more years to go. That would be 2035 at the beginning of his first prediction of where the system could break down. Um, I believe it's inevitable that the system continues to grow, that more technology comes about, that more technological prison planet, digital slavery system um, technology comes to fruition. I believe that is inevitable. I don't believe that you or I have any control over that because the guys in power and the big bankers behind it are going to keep paying the money to make it happen. Now, do I believe the system could actually crumble? Yes, I believe it can break down because, as I mentioned earlier, I think these guys can make mistakes. And the mistakes like, let's say, jabbing everyone up, if that turns out that it was poison or it turns out that it gives people chemo brain, then they poison their own worker bees who have to continue to build this operating system for them, the system that controls all of humanity and all of natural life. If you're relying on a bunch of... Frankenstein doctors who are going to be the ones developing all of the genetic engineering, the CRISPR-Cas9, you know, bringing that uh, to fruition on a mass scale. If you're relying on all them, but you jabbed them up and now they're poisoned and they can't do that work anymore, then the the system actually made a mistake. That would be a glitch in the matrix, right? That would be a major mistake for them, and it would slow them down. It means the system may start to crumble. So maybe some of the infrastructure that we see that sucks, like cell phone signals still dropping and internet speeds not that great i mean who knows maybe their systems really are crumbling and they don't have something else they're about to drive us into maybe that is the case if that's the case then this author author was even more brilliant than i had even imagined so maybe that is happening folks Right. But let's just say that the system keeps growing because I think that's inevitable. But at the same time, I don't believe it's inevitable that I have to live in the system or you have to live in the system. I think there's an opportunity to separate from the system. And as I've said many times, I think the system is in a very weak place right now. I think they are trying to migrate us from the operating system of the third industrial era to the operating system of the fourth industrial era. And there's a period in there, a bridge called the fourth industrial revolution by their own words, where they're trying to drive us deeper into the technocracy, into the fourth industrial era. We have the opportunity during that period to pull out and escape because they don't have the digital shackles on us yet. Everything that we are utilizing now uh, from our smartphones to other smart technologies are all things that we willingly have. Is it difficult to put them down and operate without them in the system? Yes, if you're someone who's fully integrated into the system. But if you're aware of this and you put the devices down and you dumbify your house instead of smartifying your house, then you can actually start to step outside of the system because they don't have full-blown digital shackles on you yet. And if you start to develop ways to barter and trade, you know, outside of the central bank digital currency system, then when CBDC comes, uh, if it does, you don't, Have to work with it, or you only do when you need to go into the system to buy certain things. So is it inevitable, in my opinion, that it grows? Yes. Uh, But is it inevitable that you are going to have to be forced to live in it? No. I think you have the opportunity to separate. Uh, Paragraph 181. As we stated in paragraph 166, the two main tasks for the present are to promote social stress and instability in industrial society, and to develop and propagate an ideology that opposes technology and the industrial system. When the system becomes sufficiently stressed and unstable, a revolution against technology may be possible. The pattern would be similar to that of the French and Russian revolutions. French society and Russian society, for several decades prior to their respective revolutions, showed increasing signs of stress and weakness. Meanwhile, ideologies were being developed that offered a new worldview that was quite different from the old one. In the Russian case, revolutionaries were actively working to undermine the old order. Then, when the old system was put under sufficient, uh, sufficient additional stress by financial crisis in France, by military defeat in Russia, it was swept away by revolution. What we propose is something along the same lines. Now, Let me just point this out. I started off this show from the very beginning talking about living one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix. And that was because if I said get both feet out of the matrix, uh, I don't think many people would listen. I'm not going to run a show called Go Amish and uh, turn off the lights and live by candlelight because the majority of people... Won't want to do that, or they're, they're not going to buy into that. But you may be willing to step one foot out of the matrix. And I think once you do, you may begin to remove yourself even more. You may live 80%, 90%, 95% outside of the matrix. So, in a way, we're offering not even something new, just something different than the system. But ours is not new. It's just going backwards, it's just going back. To the future, folks. We're going backwards into the future. Uh, You start to remove some of the system from your life goes on to say, paragraph 182, It will be objected that the French and Russian revolutions were failures. But most revolutions have two goals. One is to destroy an old form of society, and the other is to set up the new form of society envisioned by the revolutionaries. The French and Russian revolutionaries failed, fortunately, to create the new kind of society of which they dreamed. But they were quite successful in destroying the old society. We have no illusions about the feasibility of creating a new ideal form of society. Our goal is only to destroy the existing form of society. So see, that's really important. Because he's already mentioned in this paper that trying to set up some sort of planned society is not going to work either. And that's what the technocrats are doing. That's what the 15-minute cities, the smart cities, all that stuff, those are planned societies. So do we want to go try to do the same thing? They are. Or do we want to collapse the system or at least be able to escape and leave the system? Every person who leaves the system is a middle finger to the system. Every person who unplugs from the smart devices is not contributing the data that Yuval Noah Harari and his friends need in order to control all of humanity. Every person who figures out how to live outside of the coming CBDC system is someone that they can't force into the system. And they've openly said, the bankers have openly said, they want everyone inside of the system. They don't want 95% of people living in the free-range prison. They want 100% of the people. Why? Because they don't want the 95% living in the free-range prison to look out the prison walls and see people like you and me thriving outside of the prison system. Because then those people will kick down the gates and leave the system. This is why I'm telling you to set up your homestead and start to lead by example and folks will follow you paragraph 183 but an ideology in order to gain enthusiastic support must have a positive ideal as well as a negative one it must be for something as well as against something the positive ideal that we propose is nature that is wild nature those aspects of the functioning of the earth and it's living things that are independent of human management and free of human interference and control And with wild nature, we include human nature, by which we mean those aspects of the functioning of the human individual that are not subject to regulation by organized society, but are products of chance or free will or God, depending on your religious or philosophical opinions. So there you go. Now, you have this author. Balancing out the technological system, technocracy, with something 180 degrees from technocracy, which is wild nature. Wild nature, which is where I want to get to, folks. And I think a lot of other people are thinking the same way. Obviously, we know during COVID land, the high school theater production, even elites were fleeing Washington, D.C. and other cities to go get rural land so it's technology versus nature why do you think the technocrats are working so hard to hijack to hack to steal to control and to pirate nature including us biology humans as well as everything natural everything including the weather patterns they are trying to control all of it you know why because at the end of the day if there was a real debate their technology could never stand up to wild nature. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Center. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. We are reviewing Industrial Society and its Future, written in 1995. Let's continue here, folks. We're talking about technology versus nature. Paragraph 184. Nature makes a perfect counter-ideal to technology for several reasons. Nature, that which is outside the power of the system, is the opposite of technology, which seeks to expand indefinitely the power of the system. Most people will agree that nature is beautiful. Certainly, it has tremendous popular appeal. The radical environmentalist already hold an ideology that exalts nature and opposes technology. It is not necessary for the sake of nature to set up a chimerical utopia or any new kind of social order. Nature takes care of itself. It was a spontaneous creation that existed long before any human society. And for countless centuries, many different kinds of human societies coexisted with nature without doing it an excessive amount of damage. Only with the Industrial Revolution did the effect of human society on nature become really devastating to relieve the pressure on nature it is not necessary to create a special kind of social system it is only necessary to get rid of industrial society granted this will not solve all problems industrial society has already done tremendous damage to nature and it will take a very long time for the scars to heal besides even pre-industrial societies can do significant damage to nature nevertheless getting rid of industrial society will accomplish a great deal it will relieve the worst of the pressure on nature so that the scars can begin to heal It will remove the capacity of organized society to keep increasing its control over nature, including human nature what kind of society may exist after the demise of the industrial system, it is certain that most people will live close to nature. Because in the absence of advanced technology, there is no other way that people can live. To feed themselves, they must be peasants or herdsmen or fishermen or hunters, etc. And generally speaking, local autonomy should tend to increase. Because lack of advanced technology and rapid communications will limit the capacity of governments or other large organizations to control local communities this is brilliant folks so w- what is this author who you will see later uh, in coming episodes as we begin to run our expose on this gentleman uh deemed to be completely crazy again we don't know if this author actually wrote this the person it's credited to we don't know if he was some mind-controlled messenger just putting out a this uh, revelation, a method, basically, this paper coming from the technocrats, telling us what they're going to do to us so that we have the chance to revolt, but then we choose not to because they tie it to someone who they painted as a crazy man that no one would actually want to listen to. But if this really was this person, what are they actually doing? They're only advocating for returning back to what man was for thousands or millions of years returning back to nature, what many of the elites did during COVID land and escaped and went to rural areas, Uh, bought houses in the mountains, escaping back to nature, return to nature. I mean, honestly, honestly, I've asked this question before, but think about it. If you had the ability today, let's say you had the financial security to be able to buy 100 acres out in the middle of West Virginia, and just just pretend there's no local laws you're dealing with or anything. So you're out in West Virginia on a 100-acre piece of land with woods. You have endless supplies of, of firewood. You could run a, a wood uh, heating stove in your house. Um, you've got land that you can clear and build a farm. You can go out and hunt on your land. And let's say you didn't have to worry about money. So you did this all day long and you traded and bartered with neighbors and this is what you woke up and did every day. You survived. So instead of going to the office and being a lawyer or going to the office and being a computer programmer or running around doing gig work or trying to hustle and run side gigs or being a graphic designer or being some sort of a marketing guy uh, to make money to bring food back home and just buy endless stuff or just save up endless amounts of money for... Who knows so you could retire and play golf in Disney World? you know would you actually if you could snap your fingers uh, you know would you uh, teleport to this type of living i don 't know that 's a question you have to ask yourself, but it 's very difficult to complain about the tyranny and the technocracy and then want to continue to live with it I, I am of a belief. That at a certain point, uh, for me at least, it's sort of an all or none situation. I have to live one foot in the matrix for a while because I figured out like I have to make money in the matrix. I don't have the ability to go and do this yet. And it, you have to start with the world that you live in not the world you want it to be. So I'm starting in the world I live in and I'm figuring out how to transition myself to the world that I want to live in. I don't necessarily have to make the rest of the world live the way I want to live, but I can definitely build this life. For myself, and I'd be happy doing it. Would I be happier uh, doing graphics work that I'm doing now, uh, sitting here and doing this podcast, uh, trying to make money to pay bills and everything? Or would I be happier hanging out with Willie G? Out on uh, 10 acres in West Virginia, chopping down wood, you know, hunting, cooking all day, and doing things like that. Oh, I would choose the latter in a heartbeat. Uh, I don't know. If you would, again, we're all going to have different ideas of what our uh, personal utopia is. Paragraph 185. As for the negative consequences of eliminating industrial society, well, you can't eat your cake and have it too. To gain one thing, you have to sacrifice another. That's what I was just talking about, folks, right? Paragraph 186, most people hate psychological conflict. For this reason, they avoid doing any serious thinking about difficult social issues, and they like to have such issues presented to them in simple black and white terms. This is all good, and that is all bad. The revolutionary ideology should therefore be developed on two levels. All right, let's see what those are. Paragraph 187. On the more sophisticated level, the ideology should address itself to people who are intelligent, thoughtful, and rational. I would also throw in there, ladies and gentlemen, nuanced. Uh, If People are trying to think in terms of right and left, Republican and Democrat, conservative and liberal, WWE wrestling. It's going to be very hard to break through to those folks. Uh, When you're trying to explain to people that there is a war on humanity as a whole coming at us, waged against us by the bankers and by the technocrats, they have to understand that it's a war against all humanity. Now, are all humans good? No, but they pit a lot of us against each other. For instance, you know, immigration, both legal and illegal, that is designed as demographic warfare. They use immigration, they have since the beginning of time, they use illegal immigration for the purpose of driving down wages. Uh, And then pitting people up against each other, uh, putting cultures together that aren't necessarily better or worse than each other's culture, but you can't necessarily have an African with a plate lip who goes lion hunting living next to a wall street banker it just generally doesn't work and so it's a war against all of us though the system wants to kill the wall street banker and the african with the plate in his lip Very hard to get people to understand this, but this is where I try to come from. When I start a conversation with someone and they want to start to talk politics with me or start to talk ideology with me or even start to talk uh, philosophy, I start from the standpoint that I stand on the side of all humans and there's a war being waged against humanity. And then it opens up a conversation because who can argue against uh, being on the side of humanity if somebody says to me well i'm not on the side of humanity i want to exterminate all humans well then i'm not even going to have a conversation with you it's it's pointless all right it goes on to say the object should be to create a core of people who will be opposed to the industrial system on a rational thought-out basis with full appreciation of the problems and ambiguities involved and of the price that has to be paid for getting rid of the system It is particularly important to attract people of this type as they are capable people and will be instrumental in influencing others. These people should be addressed on... Uh, as rational a level as possible facts should never intentionally be distorted and intemperate language should be avoided this does not mean that no appeal can be made to the emotions but in making such appeal care should be taken to avoid misrepresenting the truth or doing anything else that would destroy the intellectual respectability of the ideology and um I'm not following this as some sort of a Bible but this is how I have decided to be with you guys from the very beginning of this show going back to episode one. I'm trying to explain this to you not sugarcoat this to you not try to you know hype things up and distort the facts I use the information that comes right from the very organizations uh, white papers and studies you know the articles that they're putting the speeches that they give you know I'm trying to give you facts and then analyze those for you, make you understand uh, what we're actually facing. Paragraph 188. On a second level, the ideology should be propagated in a simplified form that will enable the unthinking majority to see the conflict of technology versus nature in unambiguous terms. But even on this second level, the ideology should not be expressed in language that is so cheap. Intemperate or irrational, that it alienates people of the thoughtful and rational type. Cheap, intemperate propaganda sometimes achieves impressive short-term gains, but it will be more advantageous in the long run to keep the loyalty of a small number of intelligently committed people than to arouse the passions of an unthinking, fickle mob who will change their attitude as soon as someone comes along with a better propaganda gimmick. However, propaganda of the rabble-rousing type may be necessary when the system is nearing the point of collapse and there is a final struggle between rival ideologies to determine which will become dominant when the old world view goes under. All right. Are you understanding that? And, and as you can see, I think, I think hopefully you will see going back to episode one of my show, I could have run this show a thousand different ways. I could have played the old chase the fires thing with all the different articles coming out every single day. And I could have turned this probably into a more popular show. I could run the eerie music. I could be making videos all day, you know, that look like sci-fi thriller, trailer, you know, with Klaus Schwab, you know, the, I, I could edit all that kind of stuff. I have the ability to do it. I used to make stuff like that years ago. And it's a da, 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 And then Yuval's like, we will destroy the people. But I think that stuff uh, gets you short-term gains. It's kind of clickbait. And then what happens is you're not actually explaining to people everything that we talk about here on the show. Many of you on Apple Podcasts and many of you Uh, on pain.tv slash gold and other places have called this the masterclass on technocracy and transhumanism. I never thought of it that way. I actually never intended to do that. But I appreciate it, and it helped me realize that I'm doing this the right way because I'm going through this. Look at what Wide Awake Jim is doing. He wants to go through and detail all of his documents. Some people might think that's too much, but he's actually trying to show what these guys are really doing, what they're really saying, what their plans uh, and their blueprints actually look like because you're an intelligent group of people. And then you're going to figure out how to boil this stuff down and share it with your friends and family and hope – Uh, hopefully encourage people to exit the system even in the smallest ways by taking the smart objects out of their house. That's a great way to do it. So, instead of making all this crazy propaganda and trying to get clickbait and just grow this show, like, Technocracy is coming! Yuval Noah Harari! I am Klaus Schwab. yeah, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's entertaining and all, but I think it actually cheapens the threat that we are really facing. I think to understand that the technological system is, is real, it, it's a digital slave system, but it's not science fiction. Uh, it, it's actually men trying to have control and power, and the whole technological system is evil folks. I'm going to leave it there uh for tonight cuz that was a lot to absorb and when I come back tomorrow, which is going to be episode 138, I think we're going to be able to finish up this paper and then we'll do a short exposé on the author. Uh I haven't researched him in a number of years, so I've got to do some additional research, see if anything else has come out. And then I'm probably going to go into this article That came out on Zero Hedge, which I think is important. I'll be able to do that in one show. And then we'll do um, the cycle. I think I'll do the cycle of civilizations because it's very important. And I haven't looked at it in a couple of years. I really want to show that to you. And then from there, we're going to do the Anthony Sutton book on the Federal Reserve. I have so much stuff. I have like hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of shows written down. So I'm trying to do this in uh, in order for you that I think makes sense and I can keep you engaged, uh, entertained and enlightened so that you're actually learning something and you're able to put all this information, all this intelligence to use in your life it doesn't just go in one ear and out the other because that would be a total shame folks this isn't just about me uh being able to make some money off the ads and stuff i mean i have to build this into making a living but at the same time if i'm not enlightening you you're not gaining something from this you're not learning and then hopefully putting some of this into practice then uh, i'm not doing my job at least according to the job description i gave myself when i decided to start this show so ladies and gentlemen thank you all very much please leave us a five-star review at apple podcast and a comment it helps us drive up the rankings every time we reach a certain threshold apple takes away 10 or 12 so please do that i think we're at 90 or 92 right now we'd like to get to 100 uh join us at pain.tv slash gold for less than nine dollars a month consider making a donation over at donorbox.org slash dustin gold show i work my butt off for you guys and if you can contribute a little something back it really helps me and it motivates me to keep going keep digging and keep reporting all this information to you i love you all very much thank you very much this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being